welcome everyone to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and you're listening to our show, What To Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What To Be is a program provided by Your Future Is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, career panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future Is Our Business. The information provided during this program does not reflect this career in its entirety. We also just wanted to apologize in advance for any lack in audio quality as we are still conducting our interviews through internet video calls. And now, finally, here we are. I am excited to announce today I'm joined by my guest, Officer Del Carlo. Thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. All right. And Officer Del Carlo is a member of the California Highway Patrol. Mm -hmm. So to get us going... I'll start by asking, how long ago did you shoot, what's the proper term, join the force? (laughs) So I uh, went to the academy in July of this 2019. And then I graduated from the academy in January of 2020. And then I just got off of break-in a couple days ago, actually. So I'm off on my own now. What does that Uh, mean? You got got off of break-in? Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah, so when you graduate from the academy as an officer, you have to um, have it's called it's called break in. So you have four phases of training. So even though you um, graduate from the academy and you're an officer, you still have a lot to learn about the job. Right. Because they can only teach you so much there. This way you learn about real life scenarios and how to fill out paperwork, how to write reports better. The process, you know, for booking um, people that you arrest, um, how to take a traffic collision scene management. There's a lot that you have to learn when once you graduate the academy. So yes, yeah, so I just got done with that. I believe it was like four months almost. Yes. Yeah, so then now that I'm, I don't have anybody um, watching over me anymore as much. So when you're um, in training, you have in a senior officer that's there with you and you, um, they basically instruct you and you get graded every day on how well you do. It's kind of like a report card um, and it's a scale of one to five about your performance throughout the day and they talk about how you can improve upon things and um, what you did good that day and stuff like that. Yeah. So awesome. I just got done with that. So that's a big milestone once you graduate from the academy is becoming, you're not a trainee anymore. Yeah. So now I'm off on my own. Wonderful. Well, congratulations to you. <laughs> Thank that's exciting. You. Thank you. So let's let's take it even further back. I want to know more about now when when you were maybe in middle school or in high school and were, were you did you always know that you wanted to go into law enforcement or criminal justice? I knew that I wanted to go into the criminal justice field because I did raise get raised in a law enforcement family. My dad actually works for the department as well. He works out of the Fresno area office. So I always knew that I wanted to go into the criminal justice field. I didn't know what exactly, you know, I thought maybe law school, maybe FBI, um, also an officer. I didn't know exactly what agency I wanted to work for, but growing up, I went on ride-alongs and I went to the, I spent a lot of time at the Fresno area office, um, just just seeing what everybody does there. I was always interested in it. And then when I got to uh, college, I majored in at Fresno State. I went to Fresno State. I majored in uh, criminology with an emphasis in forensic behavioral science. So I was interested in like why people do what they do, um, why people um, commit crimes and the psychological process in that, and which I found very interesting. And um, I was actually in the honors program there. So I did, I was able to graduate in four years. 
Um, towards the end of my time in college, I started focusing in on more what I wanted to do career-wise. And so um, I thought about law school. A lot of my professors encouraged me to either get my master's or do law school because I had the grades for it. Mm-hmm. But I just found myself like always being more interested in actually uh, being a police officer and working out in the field. So then um, when I was going into my last semester of Fresno State, I applied for uh, the California Highway Patrol and began the hiring process, which lasted me about a year and a half. It is a very long hiring process, so I always recommend to people that if you know this is something you want to get into, definitely apply ahead of time because it can be up to two years um, sometimes because it's a very – we're very selective on who we take. Um, and so it's a very long process, which I appreciate because you want to make sure that you're picking the best of the best, right? Uh-huh. So it takes a while to make sure that people, um, they do really thorough background uh, check on people. Um, so it does take a while. So I know that some people get discouraged by that, but I definitely think it's worth it because yeah. you're going to work for what, I mean, I'm a little biased, but I think that we're the best. <laughs> That's why I chose to work for this department. I could have went anywhere. Uh, I, my dad told me, like, he even discouraged me from just being an officer in general because he's like, it's dangerous. And that is one of the factors of this job. But I just had a passion for wanting to be an officer. Help me understand. I'm still a little bit unclear, I think, on the difference in the um, in the departments. When you So when you say different departments, your department is California Highway Patrol, yes. correct? Okay, so, so we work, go ahead, we, go ahead. We work for this, we work for the state. Uh-huh. So you have state agencies and then you have local agencies. And then you also have, I mean, you also have like sheriffs so that work for the whole county. So we work for the state. So I'm a state employee. So that's what I mean by that. So for us, when you apply to become um, part of the uh, the California Highway Patrol, when, if you do get an invitation to the academy, you're going to be going to the one in Sacramento. So we only have one academy. So what's good about that is it's standardized training, right? So Mm. I can go anywhere in the state, and that's the beauty of this job. So I can, let's say I want to leave here in Santa Cruz, and I want to be crazy and go to Fresno for some reason. I want to leave the beach. I don't know why. (laughs) Let's say I want to go to to Fresno. I can do that. I have the flexibility of going anywhere in the state. Now, where if you work for... Let's say for Fresno, the Fresno City, you are kind of stuck in Fresno City and you have to laterally transfer. So I think that's one of the high points of working for the CHP is that you can go anywhere in the state. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. You want to go here for a year. You want to go over there. It's up to you. And we also have a lot of uh, specialty um, positions. Yeah. So you have air ops, you have canine, you have capital protection. You can work up at the capital. It's it's like basically the secret service for the capital if you work for for the governor. Yeah, the PIO. What's PIO? Um, The public relations uh, officer. So it's uh, connecting people um, (laughs) through social media and stuff like that. So there's a bunch of different um, things that you can do. So that's one of the things if I'm talking about specifically, like for the California Mm -hmm. Capital. You mentioned that the training is pretty standardized. um, Or Mm -hmm. not pretty. It sounds like it is standardized. It happens at Mm -hmm. at one place, which is great. What Mm -hmm. uh, What's the difference between uh, training of a state officer versus a, a local city officer? So from my understanding, I haven't gone through that program, right? So from what I can say from what I've seen and what I've had other people tell me is let's say if I wanted to um, 
go work for Fresno. I'm using Fresno because I'm from there. Right? I'm from Fresno. So let's say I want to go to work for Fresno PD. So what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to put myself through an academy and I have to pay for that unless you get sponsored. They don't give that many sponsorships out. So most people, what they do, it's like paying for college. So what you're going to do is you're going to pay to go through this program and you're not guaranteed a job afterwards. So you become post-certified. And so that's basically saying um, it's like the state of California saying, yes, you, uh, you get a certificate that allows you to be work as an officer um, in the state of California. Um, so basically, it's not a guaranteed position. Like I could go there and then have that certificate, but yet I have to have an agency hire me. Now, if we work for the California High Patrol, first of all, um, when you get the invitation, you're one, if you uh, are fortunate to graduate from the academy, you have a position. You will be go to an area office and be an officer there, and you get paid while you're training at the academy. Whereas if you were going to a um, work, if you're going to through the um, the post the academy, you pay to be there. So not only are you not oh. working, first of all, how do you have time to work? Right, you yeah. don't have time. To work because you're fully invested in this program so you're paying money to be there and you don't have time to have another job that wasn't really appealing to me because i was like well how am i supposed to afford a place to live so while you're there you live there at the at the chp academy five days out of the week they feed you and plus you're getting paid on top of it to be there wow. so yeah so it's definitely it's very very nice what we have it's and that's why they are so selective because it's a privilege to to uh -huh. go there because you know they're paying you to be there they want people that are dedicated and are going to make it because they're investing a lot we invest a lot of money and um and time and, and for training for our officers wonderful mm -hmm. wonderful that's obviously great to hear can you tell me more about you you mentioned you you studied criminology with a focus on behavioral forensics yeah, um, forensic behavioral science. For, thank you. Forensic behavioral mm -hmm. science. So, and you were, that stud, that investigates, you know, the motivation, why, why people do what they do. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about how, or if you've been able to at all, uh, implement any of those studies in, in your training or in what you're doing now? Um, so basically, the classes that I took, it was psychology of crime and also biology of crime. Those are the two that really were specific to my major that stuck out to me. Um, the things that I learned is there's not always one answer for why somebody does what they do. So you have to take in the totality of the circumstances of why people are doing what they're doing. And you have to take in all the factors of like their background, um, where they come from. Also, biologically, they when we went into... Um, the most important parts of developing somebody is when they're actually in the womb. And um, if you go through traumatic experiences in the womb, that can affect you later on, your neurological development. So there's a lot. And there's no given, like, even when I was going through those classes, they people don't have an answer for why people commit mm -hmm. crime. Um, but it's just helping us uh, basically understand that there's a lot of things that go into it. There's not just, like, one reason for, like, oh, that person did that because of this. Right. You right. have to... There's a lot that goes into it, and it's very complex, and that's why there's like a whole field of study just trying to understand like why people do what they do. So, are there this this one caught my attention? Are there any examples of what exactly trauma is in the womb? What that's crazy. So things like that could be um, if the mother is stressed, uh -huh. it can um, it can actually the like the hormones in the body can actually affect the 
the baby. Um, and then also if the mother, uh, let's say she is she uses alcohol or drugs, that affects the baby. So uh, things like that. Okay. So those kind of things of, yeah, when you're in the womb. That would have a long-lasting effect. Wow, mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. On your development. So can you tell us more about what it's like to to be out out on the job now? I guess it's been how how one week since... Um, yeah, one week since I've been on my own. But I started here at the Santa Cruz office in February. So okay. then I started training. So I'm still, I basically do everything, but I just have somebody there with mm-hmm. me, like helping me along on uh, what to do. But now it's basically, uh, we're actually on in the uh, paired up right now because of uh, we're on tactical alert. Um, but normally I would be on my own on day shift or swing uh-huh. shift. So that means I'm driving around by myself. Okay. Um, so as an officer right now, um, there's a lot of craziness going on in the world. So it can be scary, but um, I just know that I wouldn't want to do anything else. And I believe that if your heart's always in the right place of what you're doing, then, you know, you're doing what's right for you. So um, I definitely would still recommend it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to definitely make sure that you're going into this career for the right reason. Right. So tell us what what sorts of of routines do you have? I'm really just curious about a, a day in the life. Like you, you you wake up, you you say I've got to go to work. What what do you? How do you prepare for work? Well, you got to wake up early to come to work because it actually doesn't start when you get here. You have to get here early enough to change and like get all your stuff ready. You have to get your car ready. And then you have briefings, so we talk about stuff that's going on. We pick our beats, so that's going to be the area. So for us, the area of Santa Cruz County, you're going to be working. And, um, yeah, so you basically you answer calls to service. Uh, so that could be traffic collisions. That could be um, helping out the Santa Cruz PD, the sheriffs, just like stolen vehicle reports, stolen vehicle recoveries. Um, writing tickets it just varies yeah you never know what's going to happen so that's why I was always interested in this job is because you I never wanted to have a job where every day was the same thing I would I wouldn't be happy so that's why I love that every day is different For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM in Santa Cruz. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and our guest today is Officer Del Carlo. Today we're learning about Officer Del Carlo's journey toward becoming a California Highway Patrol officer in Santa Cruz County. I'm still just trying to figure out more day-to-day stuff. Like, um, of of course, course, you you can't ever expect anything to 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 be the same every day in your position and i i it's so hard for me to even try and put myself in your shoes because i literally i can't i can't it's just hard to imagine how hard of a job it is like you said everything is crazy right now especially given the recent tragedy in our area and within the chp it's horrible Mm -hmm. so how is uh you said tactical you guys are on tactical alert Mm-hmm. So it means we're working twelve-hour shifts. Okay, yeah. How is yeah. the question would be? How is it approached? So you're you work working twelve-hour shifts. What else? Uh, with no days off right now. Oh my god. Um, we have to have basically as many officers uh, working as possible to have all of our resources, like all hands on deck, kind of a uh-huh. thing right now. Yeah. How many? Oh, do you know what number that is for Santa Cruz County? Um. Like, what do you mean? Like, like how, how, many? how many, yeah, how many people are, are active? 
are working right yeah. now. Um, so we have two to a car. It's probably like 10 officers working right now, maybe 10 or 12. And then we also have an overlap shift. So they come in a little bit later. And basically everybody at our office is either working in the morning or the nighttime. Okay. It's been and, nice to have a partner. And this is, this is all of Santa Cruz County? Oh yeah. We're just here at the Santa Cruz area office of how many unit, how many um, officers have working a shift. Okay, so yeah. Santa Cruz area. So then it, I'm, yeah. I'm down in Watsonville. Does that mean that there's a different Watsonville CHP office? So Santa Cruz, we, so Santa Cruz area office covers all of Santa Cruz County. Oh, so oh wow. The un, all the unincorporated areas of Santa Cruz County. That's a massive area. It's a lot, yeah. So I'm beat 15 today, so that means I work up um, like Highway 9, all that area. So everything that is uh, up in the mountains that's not... Uh, 17 uh -huh. state route so it's a lot of area up there yeah so that's where i'm at today and so are how what does it mean to be at that area are you you're just kind of patrolling up and down highway nine yes. okay i am gonna handle all the calls to service in that area so mm -hmm. and then also i'm gonna be driving around that area to basically look for violations so okay. that's my area i'm responsible for anything that happens in that area <laughs> this is interesting i are there slow days? Are there there are busy days? Does it? We don't like to jinx ourselves. Okay, yeah, don't even. Let's. Yeah. I don't want to. There do... are some days that are have a higher call volume than others. Okay, yeah, that's yes. a that's a good way to put yes. it. Wow. We take our those days are those days are good days. We get to take it a little. You get to more do more proactive stuff uh -huh. rather than responsive. So you get to go look for things rather than just responding from crash to crash to crash. Are there any any calls um, that you've made uh, or that you've uh, responded to um, that were I want to think of a, a happy a particular that ended in a positive way? Um. So I mean, I'm sure a lot of people that have more time on have more uh, calls, but there was one in particular that. There was, it wasn't necessarily a call, I just saw it. There was a, um, there's an older model truck on the off ramp, I think it was at Mount Hermon, so off of Highway 17, and I drove by and I saw him out there. He had like a cone set up behind his truck, and I was like, what the heck is going on over there? And I like go back and he's still there, and then I stop and I'm like, hey sir, what's going on? And he told me, he was like, hey, I'm like, there's something going on with my truck, like I've been here, he said for four hours. He had been there for four hours, and he didn't call anybody. Oh. And he's like, well, I figured you guys were just going to show up. Oh. I was like, well, I'm here now, so <laughs> I, I showed up. But it's four hours later. And so basically he had already walked all the way to the gas station in Scotts Valley and had walked back to get gas. And, like, he was still having problems with his car. And he was about to go walk back. And he was probably in his 70s. Oh, my gosh. And so, yeah, and it was a pretty warm day. And I was like, sir, you're not walking anywhere else. Like, I'm going to take you to the gas station. So I took him to the gas station. We got him gas. We made sure that his car started, that we didn't need to call a AAA for him. And then we ended up getting him on his way. So that really made And he was, like, so he was so thankful that we were there because he would have had to walk all the way back to the gas station again. Yeah. And, you know, it's dangerous walking around. And, you know, so I that really made me feel good. I think the... My favorite part so far has been being able to help people because mm -hmm. um, no one else would be there for him if it wasn't for me. So yeah. I mean, it feel good. Yeah. Awesome. Wonderful. Is there anything that maybe either during the academy or since you since you uh, graduated from the academy 
that you've learned about being a, a, a California Highway Patrol officer. That oh, so <laughs> a lot. You learn a lot. When break-in is when I think you really learn how to do the job. Like uh-huh. the academy instills um, discipline in you because you wake up at 3.30 in the morning and go work out until you go eat breakfast and then you go have a day full of um, just doing activities, whether that be like shooting at the range, uh, learning stuff in the classroom, uh, you get disciplined if you do things wrong. And it's just like, basically, I think that the academy is setting the foundation to have somebody, we want people that have good discipline and that follow the rules, right? So it's just instilling and that they wanna make it hard on you because they wanna make sure that when you come out, when you get to your area office that you're not gonna quit. Right. Mm-hmm. It's all about also just like being an officer. It's all about not giving up. Right. Like if you're fighting for your life, like it's always about not giving up. So that's what I think the academy does. It, it gives you like a, a good foundation. But when you get out here, you're learning so much every day. I'm learning so, so much. And I'm so thankful that I'm at an office where they're very, very supportive of their new officers and um, answering any questions that we have because they understand that. We're learning. We, we don't know what we're doing. And it's a, it's all a learning process. And this job, you never stop learning. You will always come across things every day that you've never come across before. Is there anything that you've learned in your time that was particularly surprising or just very unexpected? I think that uh, collision investigations can be really complex sometimes if you have a lot of items that so like um, physical items of evidence it actually goes, you have to be like, you have to put things on, um, like it's called Visio, which is a program where you basically put out a sketch and a factual diagram of the collision scene. So it's like all the items of evidence um, and you have to roll everything out and measure things. So I think that collision investigations are really complex, especially on big collision scenes involving multiple vehicles and there's a lot of items of evidence. I think that's, that took me by surprise that it's a lot that goes into it, and people probably don't know that, but we, we do a lot of, there's a lot of time that's invested on these traffic collision reports that we write. Uh-huh. I don't think, and there's a lot of report writing. Definitely, you gotta be, uh, stay on top of your report writing. It's like, it's like in college, you have a bunch of essays. It's like that. <laughs> this procrastination does not help here. No, and I'm a procrastinator, so (laughs) I got got to stay on top of all this stuff. But it's all about time management, just making sure that when you do have those days where you don't have as many calls, you need to take it upon yourself to stay up on everything Mm -hmm. and be responsible. Do you have any specific time management tools that you might recommend to any listeners? Yeah, so just in general, what I've always found is going, I go somewhere, so like I would come to the office and work on stuff. Um, just like making sure that you don't put distractions in front of you, not just where you know you're going to get. So if I do stuff at home, I know I'm going to get distracted. I got my TV, I'm in bed, I'll probably fall asleep. (laughs) That's why you put yourself like, you put yourself, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to work on this. Uh At least give yourself like, okay, for this amount of time, I'm going to focus on this and I want to get this much done. So just trying to eliminate distractions. There's a lot of distractions. You know, you're on your phone, you got people talking. I love to talk, so I'm like, oh, that's up. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so just trying to, like, focus, focus, focus. Sure, sure. What would you say is um, yeah. a the most common misconception that people have when you tell them you work for the California Highway Patrol? I think a lot of people think that we just do, like, uh, take traffic collision reports and write tickets, which I don't think is true. Like, we do a lot of different stuff. 
and that we are only on the freeway, right? So I'll stop people, like let's say in the city of Watsonville, I'm driving through, I see something, I stop and they're like, hey, what are you doing over here? This isn't the freeway. And I'm like, we're everywhere. We, that's the beauty of the high patrol. We have jurisdiction everywhere. Like we can go anywhere and everywhere. So that's the misconception is that, oh, we just uh, write tickets and you have a quota, which we don't have a quota. That's untrue. Uh, people, I have people tell me that. Yeah, so I would say that that we don't do stuff outside of just staying on the freeway. Like we have to stay on the freeway. We're not allowed to go anywhere. That's not uh-huh. true. I go everywhere in Santa Cruz County. Yeah. That, yeah. I think that answered one of my own misconceptions. Not that... Not that I've ever pulled over or anything like that, but I've sure I've surely heard <laughs> yeah. yeah I've surely heard people say oh the CHP can't get you in the city don't worry so now you know folks uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes yes uh, we we're everywhere yeah but we don't do take calls in the city that's where maybe they see that our calls are going to be on the areas we handle so like I said the unincorporated areas so yes we won't be in the city usually but we might. Might be driving through there, and you might see us, and we can definitely, if we see something, we can still stop it. Right. There's nothing that says we can't. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Now, what what sorts of specific skills, skills hard or soft skills, do you think you you've built upon, and that you would suggest others try and strengthen if they want to tr- sort of follow your path? So I think I definitely encourage people, if possible, to go to college. Take that time for yourself. I know people want to jump right into it as soon as they graduate high school. Um, I think take that time to go through college. Um, it kind of teaches you uh, time management because you have um, you have responsibilities, right? You have to study for this test. You have to write this report. And definitely, and it gives you that time to mature because you have, it's a long career, right? So you're in this for the long haul. So I wouldn't say like, I know that people are excited to get out there and become an officer, but if possible, even if it's going to community college, like take that time to just go through and get some more schooling because we also have incentives for that. We have educational, um, I get paid extra for having a bachelor's. Wow. Okay. So that's, that too. And if you have your um, AA, uh-huh. you have you also a pay increase as well. So that's an incentive too. So um I definitely recommend that. It, it has a good foundation. And then if you are preparing to go to a police academy, let's say not even the high patrol, just any, definitely um, physical agility is very important. So taking care of yourself, make sure you're eating right. Um, it's a lot of running and just like push-ups, sit-ups, jumping jacks, just four workouts. That's what I always tell people. That's what you're going to be doing at any police academy pretty much. Just, yeah, because we have tests at the academy too. So like written tests. That's why I said that also college can prepare you for that too, um, to be successful. Yeah. And how, how, right. how have you built upon, uh, and how would you suggest others do interpersonal skills, right? When you have to interact with someone, <laughs> what, what needs to be strong there? Yeah. What I recommend, I was a server for five years, right? So I remember when I first started out, I was a hostess. And so I also recommend having a job that works in the service industry, right? Because, I mean, I'm still in the service industry. I'm a public servant, right? I provide a service to the people of California. So I recommend um, working in the service industry. So as a server, I learned how to talk to people, right? So I would go to their table. I don't know who this person is. I don't know anything about them. I try to make small talk with them. And then um, you want to leave people 
like happy customers that come back, right? Um, so I definitely recommend having a job that works in customer service because it teaches you patience because you're dealing with people from all walks of life, right? And so it definitely taught me patience because patience is something you need to definitely have on this job, right? Because yeah. we're expected to be professional no matter what. Yeah. All right. We're, we are coming down to our last couple of minutes here. Do you have any advice for our listeners, for our students, anyone who thinks they might want to be going down the career path in law enforcement? I think to definitely stay out of trouble, right? Because you have a background uh, check. Um, try to always do the right thing. You don't want to have something come back and haunt you that you're not going to be able to pursue this career because you made a mistake, right? So always try to do the right thing. Um, get good grades. They look at that. Yeah, just basically always try to do the right thing if possible. I know that we make mistakes and people that do the hiring process understand that. Just try to be on the right path and be a good person. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sound advice. Thank you very much for being on the show with me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to today's career story. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and this is our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Officer Del Carlo with the California Highway Patrol. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM K-Squid Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays, stream online at ksqd.org, or visit our website, yfiob.org, for more ways to listen. Thank you, and see you next time. <laughs>